0: Bonjour tout le monde! Welcome to a new episode of Parole Podcast. I am Alexandra niamouia and I'm glad to introduce you to Nathalie Villagui. She is the creator behind the Instagram page AfriClate, a bilingual reading group dedicated to African and Black literature. In my spare time, or what I like to call research, I came across AfriClate page and I'm glad I did. Being someone who grew up surrounded with Western classical literature, be it at home or at school, I started reading African books in my late 20s and many more in my 30s. I guess I had to find those James that will speak about what I was going through, what I had been through. Nowadays, it is easy to name a couple of African authors. Chinua Achebe, Wole Soyinka, both Nigerians, by the way. What about the Kenyan Gungiwa Tiongo, Tanzanian Abdulrazak Hazak Gurna, winner of this year's Nobel Prize, Rondon Gail Fine. Where are the women? Yes, there is the Ghanaian Yajesi, Nigerian Chimamanda, or Ethiopian Maaza Mekiste. 10 or 20 years ago, it was harder for me, and I believe for many more, to find authors who are sharing stories, fiction or non fiction, that will appeal to us, Africans, the African diaspora, and beyond. And this is where Natalie's input is really helpful. She started Africlit, but unlike me, she has had years and years of being immersed in African classics. I explained why it's so hard for me to connect with African authors, especially when I was younger. I was reading in French. Man, it was all about colonialism and post-colonialism and I could not cope with it. This literature came from the West, I mean West Africa. Years later, I am discovering a new West Africa, a revived West Africa, a proud West Africa. We all know Shakespeare and Molière, even if you never read their classics. What do we know about African authors, classic or modern? Reading opens a new realm in our lives. And in our quest to showcase a new Africa, we need to share more about African artists. Do you know anything about Namibia, Botswana or Itswani? With Google on our fingertips, why not take some time off and discover a country, a region or a city through the eyes of a local? There is this saying, "La parole est d'argent, mais le silence est d'or." Here's this unconvincing translation, but we'll do. Speech is silver, but silence is golden. Africa has been in silent mode for so long, so it is great to see more people bring relevant stories. Emphasis on relevant. If you are an upcoming author, get in touch with Natalie. I'm sure you'll enjoy her book club. Also in this conversation. You will definitely hear her excitement. I'm pretty sure you will check her IG page and let me invite you to follow it. Because I was talking to a book critic, yes, that's where you are. I was proud of myself when I saw books on her page that I had already read or had bought. So friends, take a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, and in my case, I'll take a glass of hot milk because I'm Burindian. Let me finish by stating that I have a Patreon account where you can throw thousands of thousands of euros, dollars, or pounds per month, per year to support my podcast. I will share this to my Burundian audience if they are going to be Lol, difficult to translate. You can have the links on my Instagram page, check the link tree. But more seriously, thank you. Parole. Sportive are now part of Woyi Studios, a production company that will bring more audio and video stories in the future. Want to collaborate? Let me know. That's it. Cheers. Parole Podcast is in the UK avec une Congolese d'origine. Who are you en français, and then
1: we we'll have to repeat the same thing for people who don't. It's okay. Who are you en français? Voilà, moi je Nathalie, jy suis comme Alex I'm je suis I congolaise. Ouais. Et en ce moment, j'habite en Manchester, qui est en Angleterre. Si je peux vous dire quelque chose sur l'Angleterre, c'est qu'il pleut tout le temps. Il pleut <laughs> énormément. Déjà, il pleuvait ce matin. Uh, and j'ai, uh, j'ai j'ai une passion for the uh, literature, especially the literature african, the literature noir, the books, uh, the tout ce qui est books, Head, uh, books, the books, the books, et Mesheta, tout ce qui the tout the books, the books, the books, the books, the books, the like i said before my name is natalie and i am originally from congo drc um, so currently i'm living in the uk manchester if i can tell you one thing about manchester is that it rains all the time like it actually rained this morning is awesome well, that's that i'm very passionate um when it comes to well i'm really passionate about literature what is african literature and black literature so any african authors you know authors like BC head and, Bushi and those are the people that are really tend to look up to when it comes to writing and uh, i'm inspired by them really so
0: that's uh, so- all the only thing that i have to say though is not because you live in manchester i have a friend who's from manchester
1: you're really supporting city over United. yes
0: i mean god bless your soul anyway
1: what what, do you what happened oh
0: what happened along the
1: way did you not see what happened with <laughs> liverpool man united can we not talk okay we're gonna <laughs> Alex, you can't do this. I told you, if you come to Manchester, I'll take it to the City. You, yes. you will be <laughs> there. Tough be, times, I, you know. You will say yes, yes. Manchester <laughs> City. You know, it's it's the best mayor mayor equipe du monde.
0: I remember making those jokes where I'm like, okay, if I married someone who's really for like Chelsea, Arsenal, I I I can't. You know, it's okay-ish. Liverpool, yeah. it's okay ish but city and chelsea i'm like what
1: you have against no. city or chelsea? well chelsea i understand chelsea did quite <laughs> good. you know city i think you meant say not to me is liverpool and arsenal. arsenal i just like to make fun of them because yeah that's it's easy you know
0: yeah it's, it's okay yeah but I know even if I had like all the money in the world I'm not sure if I'll be buying Chelsea to be honest I'm like no nah, I'll pass I'll buy uh, Tottenham it's okay oh. a- any other yeah now nah, Newcastle Bob. just have to have uh, some money coming from you know the middle East to do so <laughs> <laughs> Africa is yeah, African yeah that's the, yeah that's definitely that <laughs> about that Congo because we're mm-hmm. from Africa where are you from Congo? Because Congo is huge it's and people huge. assume
1: yeah. that everybody's from, yes. you know, Kinshasa.
0: Yeah. And they're like,
1: no, different mm. cities. I, I, I'm I in Congo, we from Bukavu. So Bukavu is right in the east of Congo. Yeah. So we're like border with yeah. Rwanda and literally my village, my, my, you know, where my parents, because um, I've never been there, I'm going to go there very soon. It's called right. Kanehi. Kalehi is like, literally, my dad told me, she was like, you know, if you swim down the Lake Kivu, you swim 10, 10 15 minutes, you literally reach Rwanda. That's our close oh. Kalehi so, uh, But yeah, we're from Bukavu City, ah. which is in South Kivu. Um, yeah, it's just a really beautiful place. Good people, good vibe, good food, happy people, sure. very welcoming. Yeah, I lived in Kinshasa as well. Uh, Kinshasa, we say, the capital city is beautiful, is vibrant. I mean, it's uh, huge huge uh you literally meet people from different parts of the world and music they love music uh <laughs> <Yeah>. dancing and la <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> the food it's just you can you just say it's just where oh, inspiration <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah, the inspiration is that i i truly I am a very I love I love where I'm from I love representing it I love yeah. being I love being African um you know I just I love it that's that's all that's all I can say yeah
0: it's, it's, it's easy for me to make all those jokes of the world in the world because I have Congolese friends and I've been to Belgium. And every time I go to Matunga, I'm like, oh, welcome to Congo. I, <laughs> I
1: not <don't, I> <laughs> trouble there. My, yes, Matunga is like, it's, it's, it's Congo, oh. outside Congo. Literally, oh it's, so, it's crazy. <sighs> but the thing I like about Matunga as well is that you just don't have Congolese community. I mean, Congolese community that is so huge. Yeah, they're only Congolese. There's also other African, um, yeah. um, you know, from Matunga, and it's just it's that thing is the togetherness. It's like we have this one neighborhood, which is we can say ours in a sense, you know, it's, it's for us. you find different type of food you want there,
0: clothing, yeah, man, and
1: that's true. Barbershop, you know, like whether it's yeah. Ivorian and Congolese or Ugandan or Burundian is literally there. I think yeah. it's great.
0: I mean, I don't know if many of them will be listening to this version, but mm, sometimes when tensions in East Africa are happening. There are tensions among East Africans in Matongé, but it's another story for another time. But we love the the food though. Every time I'm back in Belgium, I'm like, ah, Galerie Louise, going to eat some of the foods there and then walking around. I'm like, Congolese, Kofiolomide, and food. (laughs) (laughs) Old school, old school. I really don't know. I I think the only guy that I know of is Diamond Kekchoos. And I'm like, I think I know only one song because it, he was just singing with Kofi and I was like, Kofi, is back! <laughs>
1: Kofi, is back! Yeah, oh, that, that implies
0: something. yeah, it stands in him, yeah. Ah, it's the, ah the, I thought it was yeah. oh, okay. I mean, yeah, th- that song is dope though. I was like, see? Yeah, the song, I, I yeah, mean, the, song yeah. the song is good. <laughs> I miss home yeah. on this one. <laughs> but Congo. it's funny. It's so huge. Nobody really understands what's going on and the funny thing that i'm realizing more and more is that there is this huge diaspora obviously be it in you know in europe in the u.s and everything mm-hmm. they're doing really really well you know what i mean it's like because we have this image of obviously sapology, and you're like that's it you know either it's problems yeah. with minds okay. and minds and sapology, and you're like no there are people really are changing yeah yeah the world I- in their fields
1: yeah. And mukwege
0: think... just you know for those who are really following mukwege. <laughs> but mukwege. yeah it's, uh, you know how, how do you feel about that How do you feel about having this heritage of you know not being understood knowing that you guys are feeling the world somehow
1: is it's the stereotype right I mm-hmm. used to when I was younger um when we first moved to the UK there was this like, Huge, obviously because growing up in Belgium is it's different when you come from Belgium to the UK, mm-hmm. right? In Belgium, you see a lot of, like, ice. I was still proud. I was still proud to be Congolese, I was still proud to be, you know, um, African. And I I would be like, yes, you're Congolese. Mm-hmm. You're like that. Because it's, you know, that it was just like, you had a pride, you see people that work from your country, they speak Lingala, they speak whatever language you're speaking as well. Like, that's cool. So when we came to the UK, they have their own stereotype. UK is a beautiful place to live by the way. It's just, you know, we go to UK because I don't want people to feel like, I don't know, like, I love the UK. Uh, so we had different stereotypes here. You know, mm-hmm. there's like, oh, Congress people is, they bleach the skin and the women are very yeah. colorful, you know, like mm-hmm. the hair. And then it's like, it's always warm they raped the women. So you hear all these different stories. of In a sense, I felt like I had to justify, I had to like come harder every single day. I said, like, me back on sir. You know, this yeah. is not all we do. It's like you said, the, the misunderstanding of, of us, in a sense, pushed me to show people that this is not all that we we are. You know, that's not all that we can offer. Yes, we have resources. And yes, you know, um, the, the more resources that we have, <laughs> It's, it's almost like a calamity we have it so much, but at the same time we're being killed for it, and it's literally not our fault. And if we, you know, I think this is just off the topic. Like I remember ages ago, like there was like we had different protests. I literally heard one of the mother, one of the aunties saying like, "God, can you just take? Can you just like get rid of all the resources, the natural resources in Congo, so oh. we can have peace?" And that really touched me. I was like, oh my God, that's this mm. is this is a lot. So when people only see us in that one lens of war of like rape mm. raping women of like abuses and you know all, all the know is music is dancing is like sap and you know it's like you know i have to do something mm. uh, or like my friends and myself or people that i know are congress have to do something and i think it's not just the young Congolese mind, it's actually young African minds, they're changing that narrative, we're changing the narrative of like us Africans, we're not what you think we are, we are this, we are this, we are this, we are this, we are this. without kind of like saying, because at the end of the day, the apology is part of us, music is, is that cool, it's part of us, so I'm not going to say, no, 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 we don't do that, no, eh. no we do that. Oh, no, you do. <laughs> yeah, we do that, but it's not just all, yeah. yeah. it's like there is more to us than just mm-hmm. what you think we are. And we're doing it. I think we we have so many Congolese youngsters here back home, back in Congo, in in the West, or just Mm. anywhere around the world, doing something for themselves to show the world that there's more to us than just what you think. And a lot of them are actually going back home. I know friends that have started different types of business, whether it's to do with fashion line, whether it's to do with food, whether it's to do with education, whether it's, I, I know a friend who, started her own it's not a charity but in a sense like a charity where she just help pay school fees and and send kids to school and this year she sent 25 kids to school which was like her target and when you see that and you're like okay this is the kind of narrative that we're changing we are more than just la sap la musique Mm. uh, la danse there's more to us and people should really i think the only way you can learn or you can know about a specific people or country is To learn from the people from that country, not from the media, not from the the books, uh, especially if the books are written by someone from that country, it can't reflect who we are. Yeah, I can't. You Mm. know, I I can't. You can't read a book written by by Congolese people, written for Congolese people, but like from someone who's non Congolese, it's just not gonna make sense because that person as well, they're learning you know like yourself the learning who we are so um i always encourage people if you're gonna do it by book just to make sure you're reading a book that is written by from (laughs) in that kind of sense yeah, to answer short way, it was a really short answer. but
0: <laughs> No, it's true. No, it's <laughs> true. We have to educate people. Like the only thing is, I have to add is, if you want to learn more about Africans through podcasts, you have to listen to Parole. <laughs> parole, parole. Et voilà, et parole. But honestly, I think it's like it's funny because yesterday I, I thought of you. It's uh, thinking about this interview. I went in the city. I was I was downtown, just walking around, and then at some point I went to the library. No, librairie. So uh, the bookshop. I went there, I was looking for, you know, books and blah, blah, blah. And then, I laugh because it's not funny, but <laughs> at some point I came across uh, Tantan, you know, the whole collection. <gasps> and I know, I know. And Tantan, I mean, it's RG, you know, it's... And we had the whole thing, like the whole collection back home. And my dad, you know, he's part of that generation that knew about, you know, uh, colonialism mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember when he will bring some of the books you'll be like sometimes you'll be like attend, attend yeah. Congo.
1: <clears throat> yes can i
0: ask a question about why it's funny or it's supposed to be funny or you know and and then you just stay there like it's beyond my understanding and then you read you know um oh you'll be you know what's happening in asia same thing stereotypes and crazy things and they and so yesterday i'm like okay with everything that's happening with the cancel culture I don't know how Tenta was able to just skip
1: yes, <laughs> you know, yes. it. I think I, I think it's it's oh my god, it's so surprising because I remember when I was younger, <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't know what a Tenta Emilo is basically. We you know, we used to a lot of people used to watch it all the time and I, mm. I never had a goal to be fair. I never had the um the any of that. Tenta in Congo is <sighs> it came out on Twitter. One one person tweeted it on Twitter, oh. and everyone's was like, "Oh my god!" And everyone was like so shocked. It's like, "Oh my god, this happened." But let's not forget, Tintin was written in in French, yeah. and you know, French is not is not it's not the lingua it's not is literally not the lingua franca. So basically, anything that's written in French has to be translated into English in order for people to kind of like be aware of it. Because it mm. wasn't Belgium only colonized Congo, so not really not a lot of people really knew about Tintin. So when they saw it for the first time they was like how did the hell thing how can they get away with this this is insane i'm like well this all joke. and they're still actually producing it which is which is and it's funny it's fascinating man why is it still going on why is not why have you not changed this but i'm guessing they're never going to change this is the same with the with the chocolate the 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 art the the finger cutting chocolate um Got the name is Sanon Neolandi. I'm not even going to try to pronounce oh. it because it's just like it's so hard. It's similar. The idea of the of the chocolate, the hand court chocolate is like it was basically during um la colonization. If they send a, a, a Congolese worker and they came back and they didn't, you know, they didn't work properly, what they mm. what they tend to do is they'll cut the, the yeah. fingers of, of the child to show that you know you have to go back out there and Actually, work harder, and if you don't do this, is gonna happen again. So they used that idea. So they created th- that, that chocolate, which is just it's just your hand and about the fingers chopped off. And I think um, there was like this massive raw in Belgium, in Brussels, and people was like, "We, you guys need to stop producing this. Uh, it's racist. It's wrong. It's disturbing. It's disgusting." But they argued, said, "No, this is part of our culture. This is part of our, our traditions. We're not gonna stop producing it, and they still producing it till, till this day." So I think it's the same. I think they use the same argument for denton as well, you know, Congo, because they're still producing it, you know, is insane, it's crazy. That, that just make you really question, does cancel culture exist? But that's like another story as well. <laughs> it's
0: think- not that I'm
1: calling for Down for to be. No, <laughs> it's
0: fascinating because I remember as even as a youngster, you know, you will be reading, you know, the cliches and the, how, you know, Black people are being portrayed maybe because it was Congo and not Mali and you you know you knew Congolese people in your you know in your area or you, I suppose you're like it's supposed to be f-. like seriously on some cases you know Dupont. somehow they'll be funny you know but mm. when displaying an Asian person like this displaying uh, what was happening in Asia, and every year every year I'm trying to understand and even my dad was like you know, that's what we used to like literally read at school because that yeah. was, you know, kind of mandatory and everything. And I'm like, what is wrong with the world? I'd rather read a Harry Potter, like not even joking uh, for, for believers who are listening to me. It's okay. You know, one works than <laughs> on the other. I don't know. But honestly, it's like, and that's, that's how really for me, I really, and that's how, you know, you get to, to hear about what's happening outside when you start reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to learn somehow but i didn't learn much uh, about the world through you, obviously, obviously but you realize that there is a there is a person somewhere who is thinking about writing about something else happening you know in one country or different countries mm. he did write about going to the moon It kind of looked like you know going to the moon anyway. mm. i'm just saying and there is a museum for those who are in europe who would like to visit i have never been there by the way i think at some point i should just literally walk there and be like let me see and then Crush everything, but it's like, okay. yeah, not, museum. That's that. Oof. I'm a non violent person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, and then again, so that was like, you know, primary school. Uh, primary school for me, I really remember reading more like French literature, like classical Georges Sand, you know, mm-hmm. and I really like, I really loved it. Don't ask how it was like speaking to me as a young person, but I really Similar- felt like, to Similar- you know. I would literally go to the library at school yes. and be like, "I'm taking this book to go home." I'm like, "What?" La petite fadette. La, la, you know. Je, je, je <laughs> I was, and then you grow up, you're like, "Oh, I do not have white hair, blonde hair, or blue eyes." Yes, this I'm this not connected
1: that. to this story. It doesn't speak to me. Like,
0: let me try the African culture because we have to study it at some point. Um, mm. African literature and a story. Oh my goodness, Lord! I was like, "What is this?" I was so disconnected. Yeah. I don't know how to translate this in English, but there was a lot of subjunctive plus que parfait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I really. Either. The thing is, some, a lot of time I feel like my English is good. And then there's like a the word that I know in French or phrase in French I can't translate into English. I was like, voilà, c'est bon, je connais, je connais rien, je connais vraiment rien. I, mean, I was like,
0: let me try about the Negritude, word. even a fiction thing. And the problem is because of the Black you know writers were coming from west africa they have their own culture really that couldn't get yes. it i was just like disconnected i was like yes. why are you using this kind of high level non right. that i don't date yeah and yes.
1: i'm like yes and
0: then i took those books and i went back to school and I was like nah, i was just trying it was not med- i mean i was not studying it in class yet and then i moved to another school and you know it was a belgian school so i didn't have to but the the fact that I wanted to learn, you know, like what's happening in Senegal, who is the who is this one, who is, you know, right. know Sherentajo, and you start bringing all these things. Where I'm like, am I supposed to be impressed? I, I don't know. Let me go back to Janeir to Dosto. Well, Dostoevsky was much, mm-hmm. you know, in my mid uh, mid twenties. But what happened to you? Because mm-hmm. you have this really interest about African literature. And for me, I'm discovering more and more modern, more you know, more, yeah. writers, but I was never taught to be like there are, you know, maybe there were not writers at that time that were really yeah. speaking
1: to me. Maybe they were so old school and <laughs> disconnected. What was what was it like for you? For me, it's literally quite a similar experience as yourself. I went to went to school in Belgium and I went to school in the UK. You can just imagine I different, different oh, yeah. comes to literature, absolutely different in New Belgium, you go there, you're reading this, you know, very classic French <laughs> authors and you, you so well, I already from a very young age, I have been interested in reading. My dad was like, my dad said, when I, when I buy newspaper and I'll come home, you'll pick the newspaper, It's like, you, you, you wanted to read. So she, she's like, yeah, that's, that's how I I really just wanted to read basically in the sense. And then when we moved to the UK, I had to learn English. You know, my mom said, okay, mm-hmm. for now on, you can't speak. Basically, you know, when we're outside, you have to speak English. When we're inside, you can speak Lingala, like Swahili, French, just to keep it so you won't, you know, you, yeah. you're not going to lose it. But she, I love her, even though she couldn't speak English herself. So we wow. went to the library and she got us a library card. Uh, she asked the library, she's like, you know, I wanted to come pick in the book regularly. So I started from there, but I was what, 10, nine? But my dad, was so into African literature, but it's very non-fiction. People like Emisesa, Emisesa people like Tio Filbimbi, like all these very African politicians that I only knew the name. I didn't even know what they were arguing behind any of the books. Uh, so he was into that. And then I, I remember the first ever African novel that I read was L'Enfant Noir. Come and highlight and the Guinea, oh, the, the, right. the, the, the like you know, the dark yeah. child, basically, like the most famous one. That's oh, the wow. first that I read. Didn't make sense to me, did not make sense. <laughs> I guess, wow. Well. <laughs> I was reading I wasn't reading African literature I was just reading uh, any books that I saw was interested I'll read from the Twilight from Harry Potter from yeah uh, Percy Jackson, like anything that I wanted to read I read and not until I started high school when I was like 15 and then one of my history teachers she just she, she saw me reading she's like oh my God there's a my I was the only black girl in my class anyway so she saw me reading she's like oh there's this uh there's this writer she's from Nigeria I don't know if you know her I was like no I don't know her that was Chimamanda and she's wow. like oh there's there's a book that I'm currently reading of her I'm gonna give it to you once I finish reading it I was like okay I didn't even wait for it to give it to me I just went like, <laughs> up to my mom this book right now so it was off of Yellowstone so my mom ordered it for me and I, I, that was the first book that I read of her um of like a an African you know woman writing because I used to read a book that were mainly written by African male authors, and it was all very political. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is a story of that I know, which is very political. Like, this is what I think, and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, I started reading that book, and I was so impressed. My 15 year old self, I read that book in three days. I was literally Come sleeping more. and reading that book. So impressed, and I start, I, I, start asking my dad. I was like, "Did you know this happened in Nigeria?" And it's like, mm. "Yeah, it happened." And he was like, come you never told me." <laughs> that, was, that was the, 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 the beautiful wall. And he was just looking. He was like, "What are you reading?" Oh, I said, "I'm reading of Yellow Sun*." And he's like, "Oh," and I said, yeah, So that's how, in a sense, I was kind of like, I started reading African, especially from the west of Africa, Anglophone West African um, place. I started from there and. Since since I was 15, I just went back and I started reading more and more African literature, but eyes were just opening. And then I had my mom. So she knew that I had that interest. So she started recommending books that she read when she was young, back in the 1980s, and while she was in school. And then one of the books that she recommended was Mariam Bat's um, In Si Long Lettre. And I was like, I'm not gonna read it now. Like I'm just gonna weigh so i didn't read it until like one day she's like you really need to read this natalie i think you're gonna like and i was like oh, the senegalese writer so i read it and i was like whoa it kind of like helped me to go further into it i was when i was younger, i was looking for a book club that did you know offer african literature i, I was like i need something like that we had I, had I was part of many different kind of book club but it was just non-African you know you say oh come and read it's like no no we don't want to read that like oh no you know obviously not going to force anyone to read something that you want to read back then I was just I was a, lot, a little bit calmer I don't want to upset anyone you know I was just young I was like I yeah. should, you know, okay it's, it's just book and I, I, I don't mind you know my on my own personal Instagram came along my own personal Instagram it was books wow. my own pictures my art oh, anything and then my friends I think whenever i met with them and i just start discussing book 24 7 with them they're not readers but they love me so they're like we'll listen you know and i will listen we'll listen i was like oh this book is so great you gotta read it go read it And is so one day one of my best she's from nigeria we're just talking about culture you know the culture differences and and what is expected of like an african young woman. marriage came along and we're, you know we're just talking about different you know, the way African society view marriage and view women or married women. And then I, I showed our difference in Congo and then she's like, oh, it's different in Nigeria like this. She was, and I was like, I was like, oh my God, because she mentioned something. I was like, oh, I'm reading this book and it kind of like talks about this as well. And and the author, she's from Nigeria, she's like, who? That was Buchi, and this was back in 2018. And she's like oh but she was like yeah so like, you need to read it like, she's from she's also from your tribe she's oh you need to read it oh my goodness <laughs> yeah and and the book and the book was the uh, uh, bride price amazing book and she's like oh i'll check it i'll check it I was like, i'm gonna buy it you're gonna read it and then the next and then like a week later you know i told her what what happened to the book i gave her my own review and she was just like why can you just like create a, a book club and I was like, yeah, well, no one's going to, no one's going to read. No one's going to come. No one's going to read it. This was like 2018. I was like, ah, no one's going to read it. You know, like, it's okay. She's like, no, no, you should. I was like, mm, no one's going to read it. I left it. We met up again, you know, 2019 summer, like August, you know, and we we're talking and she's like, you haven't, you, you still haven't created that, that book club. She was literally just pushing me. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not even, even going to be there. She's like, I don't care. You know, I, you never know. I might come. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. And I said, okay. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just say on my personal Instagram that I'm reading this book. If you're available, you wanna come, come and meet up, and we can discuss it. If I if I like it, then I'll create it. I'll create a book. Mm. if I don't, then that's fine. And then she's like, okay, do that. So I did that, and then I met up with like two friends to discuss a book, which was oh, stay with me. Sorry, the book called okay. Stay team it was such a great book as well and we'll discuss it and I just loved it I loved talking about the book and it, it just it went deeper than book he went into different things that was happening and, and all the famous that were mentioned in the books as well and I came home and I was like all well, right I don't have any choice but to create it so I created an Instagram page and I just said hey guys um so this is a book club I don't know how it's gonna run well please follow us and that's it So my friend they started sharing it's like you need to post we can't share something that's nothing in there so I started posting and then we just went from there but Africa is really I don't want I don't want to send a question but it's definitely a love lesson to my 15 year old self who wanted a book club with stories that reflected her culture or reflected her people in a sense that I, I wasn't getting it from anywhere I created I said that there's gotta be someone out someone out there who probably like the same position as myself and just want to learn more about african literature black literature and want to see if you know we do we we do have writers we do have writers that are writing about us writing for us their stories need to be heard and i was like i'm going to create it and even if there's only one person is going to come it's okay as long as Absolutely. you know i'm talking that one person that's that's literally how Africa came to life and we are here today with alex it's, it's crazy man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy yeah that was uh, my wow. little journey into creating africlates yeah. it's funny because i think
0: if i'm not mistaken the real like adult book that i read i was i was 13 so let me th- no let me try the book that i started reading and finishing
1: mm.
0: i started vladimir nabokov lolita Mm. i'm like i keep hearing all this you know i need to read the classics you know what i mean like when you're it's not at school like uh stand up or you know mm. like let me try this so for those who've tried to read the book or who finished it i need to pray for you because voila i couldn't go past page 20 mm. and for those who don't know the story just it's about pedophilia basically
1: it's yeah there's it's- no
0: other way mess
1: is a mess <laughs>
0: and, just... and honestly I'm like attend am I you know what I mean you're young so you're like huh? my brain Oh, yes. I read a reader Julien Sorel you know what I mean like yeah what is this yeah and I'm trying to push and push and, and then at some point <laughs> I go to my mom I think and I'm like uh, what the heck is this She <laughs> like, I told you believers and unbelievers, when they're right, there is a difference. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it shook me, you know. It shook me. I was like, oh, so it's not because the the, the adults, so the media in this case, or, you know, the, the intellectuals are saying mm-hmm. this book is great, that I have to, you know, that I have to agree. I will need to read about myself and be like, I like it or I don't like it. I do the same thing with movies. There's some movies that by God where I'm like, I yeah. have no idea and I don't like this.
1: Yeah, you definitely. Give me,
0: you know it's not good and then the first really book that I read and really enjoyed and I really was so excited about it was Amélie Oh
1: yes
0: I fell yeah. in love with this chick big time think... Hygiene de l'Assassin I think like you I finished the book like in or four days yes. and I was like going around because I remember she read the book when she was 26 like when I read the fourth cover i could yeah i mean is a new you know writer that da, 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 mm-hmm. she's 26 and i remember dreaming, oh she's you know double my age. I something like yeah. that I was like, oh, I see you know maybe a future me <laughs> but reading her book and it's not an is i mean it was the story is kind of creepy but good creepy and then since then i've been reading books and i was like mm, yeah father you
1: need to buy all these books so you, you when- do You only need like one book to set you up. Oh, my goodness. One book to set you up. And even my
0: dad was like, I mean, girl, I think you're obsessed. You know (laughs) I think there's... But the thing is, because I was so... And I have one of my sisters named uh, Emily, and she's, you know, the youngest. And I remember just being like, oh, you need to read this. And I don't know, she was like 16 or 15. So I'm not going to read like sometimes... I mean, I'm going to pay you. (laughs) Like the book... Pay you. i'll pay you you know but i'm pretty sure at some point you'll be like oh alex you're right so it was the first time i was trying to bribe that was exactly what my parents my dad used to tell us It's like <laughs> read this book if you don't like it i'll buy uh, you know i'll take you to the ah, restaurant is whatever
1: That's right, it is.
0: but ni dev ni don was a huge you know she loved mm-hmm. it and i realized oh okay this is great i have you know have my authors and, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then i come to france france there's this th- great thing about culture you go to the libraries you have everything like man it's not like I didn't have like a, a library at home but you know we understand yeah,
1: yeah and I a start
0: growing and reading really the, like those classics as I said you know the Twist and you know, Oliver Twist i never really managed to finish it because it's so sad so uh, I, I hope- never
1: like Oliver Twist <gasps> Uh, it's sad man I can't I, 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 mean, I, I, I mean I mean studying yeah. in the UK there's there's books they are books that you you must read and I had to read it yeah. because it's not part of the curriculum and but only which it was like oh, oh god really yeah.
0: it is so sad that at some point I was like I'm gonna watch a movie it's okay in mm-hmm. <laughs> even a movie I will stop the same place I can't like ever you know but then again you realize that, like because this writing is really touching me I hope that other nationalities, you know, will be the the same. Dostoevsky's for me, I mean, I'm not Russian, but I feel like I'm connected to uh, Russian literature in some ways. And then at some point I was like, no, but there must be something happening in Africa. And I don't want to say like Mandela biography is not great, but I'm like, come on, I need fiction, -fiction nonfiction, you know. And obviously you go through, you Google things, Chimamanda. Chimamanda, you have you have to read like yeah americana i read it i'm like where was i why (laughs) i was so angry with life why is this not no this is super mandatory for any african diaspora step by step obviously cliches and cliches in the media you know and then now you get to see you know writers winning the prix nobel for example for you who was always On this journey with the Africans like you follow you maybe you know more about the African continent more than you know the average person because of your writing
1: (laughs) I mean oh I see myself as like a still learning kind of process you know um, especially when it comes to African literature like especially that because every single year you get new authors emerging and it's so exciting I have two of my friends now sick friends because I we kind of you kind of met in like Later, Chicano kind of World. And okay. one of them is from Cameroon, it's, it's called Astrid May, and he uh, just published his first novel called Les Repairs. And it's a beautiful story, you know, of um, fatherhood and the relationship between father and son. And, like, you know, born in Cameroon, but then raised in, in, in France and then went back to Cameroon in 2018 as an adult. You know, mm. you're going back as an adult. Your, your eyes is, you have different kind of, like, there's so much you want. You've seen a lot. What's, what's going on? You're going back. You, you're, you're an adult. You're not a child. You're you're completely different person. So you, you're using your adult life eyes to see what is different and what could be changed and that and then he used that to write his first novel and then I have one of my friend who um she writes you know very she's so talented I keep telling us like you're talented she just needs to go there so th- that's that's what I'm trying to say is that I might say oh I know I know I know but I don't really know because there's so many there's so many of them a lot that we don't even know yet they're mm-hmm. writing. Um, They writing uh the coming the coming and the writing the end they showing this new is that these new stories because back you know I'll say the 1980s and 60s and even 1990s the stories that, that all of our office tend to cover has to link back to uh, la colonization, period colonial, yeah. you know how the country was then and how it, it differs now but now is this coming at it from this this era like this yeah. the, the 2000s Plus, and yeah. it that's the most exciting exciting part as well. For me, African or just reading in general African literature, just black literature, it allows you to know these different countries in in a level that you you wouldn't be able to know from school. But like for instance, the book that I'm personally reading is "After Defense," which is from a Zimbabwean writer that has to do with Mugabe's and and political you know era and and Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is a country that I'm not very too familiar with uh mm. i don't know much about zimbabwe so if i pick this book and i'm reading it even though there's a lot of interest inside there's also a lot of political aspects into that book uh which real real event that took place that to me is i'm learning you know i can yeah. go back and say, oh i know what happened in zimbabwe this period because i read this book and it's like oh this book is like it, there's a book that that talk about it it's not a school book it's yeah. kind of like, like interesting that's you know that's that's you like, Tend to get people to know to know more about the history of like their country, why not that's that, which I think is 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 great. But
0: um... the more you read, obviously, the more knowledge. I think at this point, maybe because I'm producing African Tech Roundup and I've been talking and checking uh, so many LinkedIn from Nigeria, I know that someone who is born in Benin City is in mm-hmm. Nigeria, and for me, Benna it's Benin, you know. Yes, and I was like, yes, he is Benin, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's and now different. I can locate.
1: Yeah. benin city benin city yeah yeah, yeah. I, I used to think like as well i was like oh i'm from benin city i was like oh don't don't say no no she's probably not I'm like okay right bobby so it's it's those kind of things like i said there's we feel like we know but we actually don't know we really you know? don't we, yeah. we we don't know at all yoruba so. igbo you're like
0: ah uh, for me you're all nigerians man yeah do i <laughs> care you know what it's i mean the,
1: no, no. Oh, for me but it, you know it's that it's, it's, it's very crazy. different it's very different one of my close friends he's uh is from Calabar. he's nigerian from Calabar. so i always i, always laugh. I was laughing it's like oh you know because i read somewhere kalabar people It's like oh it's not i don't think it's true i don't want any kalabar people to come me <laughs> but um they they used to tell us like oh they eat dogs so i always used to tell us like oh you guys eat dogs? and it's just like natalie we don't eat us so i was like no. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I never see something like that on the internet because like you know you have those kind of like back and forth between different tribes yeah you know, absolutely media, which is quite funny it's just a laugh it's like a banter just laughing and I was like yeah. send you this people it's like that's not us we don't do this but yeah it's just it's that <laughs> But it's funny, it's funny because I remember. Oh my goodness! I can't. I
0: really, this has to be one of the greatest jokes uh, because <laughs> I don't take it this personally. So I'm meeting a friend of a friend at a time, and so I'm like, "Ah, oh, I'm Alex from Burundi." I was like, oh you guys eat grass?" I have to say this in French. Oh, mais vous vous mangez que de l'herbe.
1: Et Ah non, I'm like okay <laughs> that girl no, not like you know it's like oh
0: so how are you doing how are you coping with Leon? no it was just like the first I'm like and I was like oh you guys are so and then he was like uh, compliqué arrogant yeah I'm like oh it's a yes. compliment and drink a lot of milk <laughs> I was like how does this guy know about this you have to hang out with like Burundians in order to know this and then I meet an Ethiopian along the way like in Lyon same thing maybe because it was a friend of a good friend of mine who was into drinking you know i'm not not (laughs) acknowledging anything it was uh above 2018 but it was like oh you burned oh man you must know
1: how to drink you know yes because yeah lord people people see east african is so weird because people see east african is like you guys just just like you know don't drink with, with an east african person because they, they can take alcohol you, you will not be able to walk once you drink with them and you're just like okay i might try and once you try the actually prove you're right you're like damn okay so they're all right so i can't really drink with you people because you, you're gonna uh, drink me so yeah i yeah that i know that there is life i know oh that
0: I can't even say it's a, it's a cliche. I'm like, nah, they're right. <laughs> but in order to kind of change, you know, all these cliches, you need to be like, so what have you, like I, I was in Addis Ababa last year and I remember, man, I almost got angry. I remember having this conversation with someone who is Ethiopian with mm. everything, you know, historical, political tensions that happened before. And I was like, oh, Burundi, And then he's giving me, you know, tribes and clans. I'm like, oh, he knows, you know, he knows a little mm. bit. And then we go along, and then we talk, we talk, and everybody, obviously, it's like, oh, Randa Burundi, I'm like, ah, you know, it's not exactly the same. Uh, It's actually yeah. not the same, but I just say for the sake of argument, it's similar, you know, and he goes, and then at some point, he's giving me all these affirmations as if he was in Burundi at the time of, you know, what was happening, and I'm like, That's what
1: I don't like,
0: okay, I don't- let me. Let me put this in perspective. I do know that I was not the president of the country at that time. And I was never, you know, into really politics. I looked at the guy. I looked at the, you know, the Burundi, like the Ethiopian friends. I was like, and then I spoke in French because he didn't speak French. I was like, tell him to shut up because at some point, you know, we're here yeah. to like have fun in Ethiopia. I'm not here to kind of have a problem with like, no, but I know because you know it's written. I don't know, let's just say jean Afrique, but it's not Jeune Afrique, you know, it's, it was mm-hmm. written here and it's told here. And then CNN said this, and then i was just, oh, yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah,
0: okay. And then because I knew as well some of the things were happening in Ethiopia, I was like, oh, so you know what, let's just say it, it was this and this and this and this in Ethiopia. He was like,
1: how dare you? And then he got angry, he's like you're like this is what should (sighs) yes this is what you this is uh it's it's so this is why whenever there's anything happening um in you know in africa in whatever regardless of of the country i don't Mm. really try to listen to what the news outlet are saying because i feel like it's so misleading i tend to go to the thank god um that i i have friends from like a different a different part of africa which is always come in handy when it comes to things like this and you really just want to get information from people that either have people in the ground or people that know so much more than you so you don't you don't go around and not sounding stupid sounding (laughs) informed and sounding like you're trying to because mm-hmm. i i can't come and say this definitely happened in burundi this time first of all i don't even know because i'm not burundian and even if i was if i wasn't a button there i wasn't there at the time mm-hmm. i can't be for sure this yeah. was happening or this has happened the only way i can know is speaking to someone like you or speaking to someone who was there at the time so that's why i always tend to i really honestly god always tend to be very very informed if nobody nobody knows how long like, because i i just feel like news a not fence but a lot of them tend to speak really rubbish they tend to pick out information from pretty much social media and run with it as well without even you know verifying whether I mean, whether what they said mm-hmm. is true or not i just like to go back to my friends and go back to people that are there at the moment and see what's happening can just fill me up and it's like this is happening you know? and then i was like oh okay i say exactly i think that's that's our own ignorance when it comes to that's one of the things that i really don't like when it comes to like oh in a sense i also don't blame them because i feel like if you if you tell someone that like you're african they, they just want you to know everything from the get-go like you i don't feel like the world give us the space to say i don't know let me go check and come mm-hmm. back because once you say you don't know they're just gonna look at you like oh yeah you're stupid and how could you not know you know what i mean so it's like honestly mm-hmm. there's this word in the dictionary
0: that's called humility if you don't know say you don't know you know what (laughs) like it's for me it's i I like to tease people and say like it's from it's it's like asking me things that are happening in finland you know what i mean like i really don't know do i even care you know if it is not financial related or i don't know something that really is not touching my world i really don't care i'm thinking Mm. about santa because it's december you know what i mean or going into before like a someone from burma and just be like you know what? You know, your country is crap i'm like what, what? so basically this was what he was you know saying yeah. like oh you guys are the really killing ch-. and i'm like
1: oh, 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 oh okay. and yeah and this and you, you feel like you have to you have to be so defensive like i need to defend my people it's like no don't say that you don't know i was okay. yeah. honestly
0: I, I couldn't even defend because i was like where do i even start because at this point when you say where's this the, the beginning of let me educate you you know what mm. I mean, let me give you the whole history I was like, no, no, and then at some point he was so lost he was like, no, 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 but whatever what, you know, how old were you when it was ha- all happening, I was like, you know, like literally I was five until I left the country,
1: so yeah. it's not like
0: six month thing, you know mm. and then he was like, so you were five, what do you know, what do you know about what was happening, I, I said, see the- until the- I was 19 <laughs> <laughs> I was like
1: uh, uh <laughs> what do you no, want to say like, take some, some books
0: take some books and you know yeah and google things as well you know don't stay on twitter or and it was so sad because he is african you know what i mean if he's coming from someone who is like from alabama i'm like you know what i'm so used to that it's okay yeah, it's okay
1: it's yeah, okay. All yeah right. ignorant, yeah but like if you're african and you're like you know you know it's like please don't say don't say things like that to me because
0: you, voila You know, I'm learning about this, really. There's a humility. And if you don't really ask questions. And I feel like literature for us gives us this bridge to kind of go like, I don't know what's happening. Like the women question in Tunisia. I've I've seen, I've met an amazing lady. I hope to meet her again, who is a professor, amazing modern woman. And I had this cliche of a Tunisian woman and she dismantled
1: every,
0: every cliche single that point you have. i was like i will yeah. from that point on i was like never again
1: yeah you can yeah. tell me
0: anything you want in alabama mm. i'm pretty sure not everybody in alabama <laughs> is crazy you know what i mean not everybody yes. in san francisco is democrat i'm pretty sure there's like a republican somewhere and i feel like us when you say we, we might sound dumb i'm like ah uh, no plus for you congo people
1: know congo you know what i mean burundi yeah, What are you gonna it, say it, See, they don't like, even know. People know. See, people know. People know the idea Of Congo is is yeah. not. Is they know this? Oh, this is uh. a. <laughs> you, you know, I tell people like, oh, this is when i start university um you know i i think i went out with my friends and then because we're all from different parts of africa great i was like this is so good and then we met some other people there and they were asking so, so where are you guys from and we all named where we're from and then when he came to me i was like oh, i'm Congolese, because i always i was like yeah i'm Congolese. this person says oh you can wind your waist and you know dancing and winding waist and I was like ah okay there's yeah, more to, so this I so. mean, is is if I told the person I can't dance now, like, what they're gonna do like <laughs> are you a fake Congolese because you can't dance so I feel like we have this perspective <laughs> of countries and and especially african country you know because we, people think africa is it, one is it, is a country first of all <laughs> it's like oh africa is just a country you know do you just speak african can you speak Africans? Uh, <laughs> no it's not you know like you said you met a tunisian lady who was a professor and you know she kind like of dismantled all of the cliche that you had when it comes to tunisian women you all had it you know i think especially when it comes to north african women we have these ideas our own perspective of what, who they are and what they should be or what they should, what they do. But once should meet them. I've got some of my friend who, from, who are from North Africa. I'm always like, wow, wow, wow. I'm blown away because of, you know, what in a sense the media sold to us when, he, when, when it comes to them, not knowing that they're not like that at all. They are very modern women with great jobs, great ambition and that's true. so skillful, so intelligent you think thinking, yeah, okay. They, what they happened? Are no, they're exactly the opposite wow. of everything that I thought. Is similar when people meet a woman from whether East Africa, Central, South, or they say, like, oh, you know, probably staying at home and like birthing babies and <laughs> like, no, waiting for husbands to come. And then you meet one, it's like, oh, actually, no, I'm doing yeah. this, I'm doing, that. I'm doing that on top of this. So we have, it's, the cliche is also amongst ourselves as well. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that is actually to because not thanks for us just being to be like oh i know everything you know like also be like oh yeah i know i know i know i know. So I, mean, I don't need to like more in a sense but truly we do because we're yeah. all so different and we'll you know just we're not our, we're not we're not the cliches that the world mm. think about i oh, mean especially that, yeah. in 2021
0: you know what i mean yeah. it's called yeah. the 21st century it's okay
1: but let me ask you this,
0: <laughs> this question Est-ce Congo vous avez des librairies? We have libraries in Congo. My friend.
1: Oh my God! Okay. There's this, this there's a Congolese bookstagrammer. I love her. She did a whole list of different libraries and also bookshop where you can go get books. I was like, whoa, nice. this is insane. Nice. This is great. We do have, we do have like, it's we have independent libraries and we have like library that would sell years and years and years ago in yeah. those libraries are kind of like in a sense like oh money more. Ah, you know, yeah. right. you know it, it, where you find all the classic and very classic mm-hmm. you know um, western literature especially french or belgian literature because you know it's, it's a francophone yeah. country in a sense but yeah they yeah we do we, we do it yeah. means then you know how to read it's good for you. <laughs> it's, it's progress. I, I'm <laughs> you like, know? Oh, do you guys thought of it? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's it's funny Hopefully, it's, one day we can create some more and more and more. Yeah. You know, that's the aim. You,
0: you know, the fascinating thing is that we were talking about a Congo, the same country that we're talking about, is the same country that is uh, pioneering in Africa something in the nuclear physics, special space. Give
1: me a second say what yes yes I, you know what I know that because I did history a level like this is different this is kind of like yeah and um I think it was Fukushima in Japan if I'm not mistaken there's a there was a war in Japan where they was getting a lot of the weapons in Congo and then this ship so I, I I know that story I, you know I, I know vaguely of that then again oh, kind of a watching wow. like if we are the the pioneer, then why do we not have a all you know? Why not even just us? Why we don't have something for us African in the space? Yes, Let's
0: we... not go there.
1: I yes. mean, that's you yeah. Just think for another. No, even not. They never. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: true. But it's fascinating <laughs> because I, I'll bring some like a Congolese person, a Congolese American, I guess, uh who is doing something in there with uh, the earth, like earthquakes in goma and everything Mm -hmm. because people will assume okay you know what congo it's a poor country this and this they don't have the tools and then you have you get to see how the system is made that the tools are being i mean i'm getting tired just thinking about that they're being controlled in luxembourg
1: yes yes and you're like
0: wait a second luxembourg is not in goma trying to explain what he was doing and i was like there is is neo-colonialism, and you keep hearing that in this and then at some point you're like no 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 this is really called slavery it's not even colonialism because yeah. at, at least you kind of have space you know like i don't know <laughs> but in this case it's like we're gonna take your, your like stuff your you know and then we're gonna take it there and then we're gonna control and then and i'm like you know what yeah it's, no it can go on it can go on
1: this is why a lot of Congolese people say it's the person of the country who will be able to fully control congo's natural resources fully control it, they'll be the richest country in the I world mean, because at the moment I... you have a part of america the americans controlling part of it the british and the belgian yeah. the belgians i mean you know people say oh belgium is like belgium is such a small country they don't know they don't have anything what do you think they Ashley at the moment, they've been able to manage the economy. I mean, when pandemic, but the economy is still blooming. What do you think is the cause of that? So, <laughs> you oh, we worth seeing you uh, yeah. on top <laughs> if, if you have that, if you have that one country, because at the moment right now, all the fighting and all the war is really to do with who can control all of it. And if we say the, the Americans, and they'll be like, wow, America is like triple, you know um if they said in the french and all that is it's sad yeah, it is. <laughs> the volcano in goma just like open open a lot of people's eyes when it comes to the volcanics and what's happening in especially in the east of congo because people look at the east and say like we don't do anything to fight back or you know we we just we just like we take it all we don't we're not taking it all you know we, we fight back and I always tell people like if we were that resilient if we yeah. we weren't fighters we wouldn't even have East of Congo. Like it would have gone ages ago. You oh, know, man. the, the vocabulary that happened, people learned. it's like, we have all these resources and how come they couldn't even see it. They couldn't see this was going to happen. Why, what was happening? Like whose fault is this? And then the government has to come in. It was all like very chaotic, even since like they had how the government went on about helping the resident people, the citizen there to flee all to to just like give them accommodations it was it was a lot it was a lot but you know thank god a lot of Congolese people came together not just Congolese I feel like a lot of Africans came together in support and you know managed to do so much great so much great things for 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 people in Goma and then yeah but it's it's Hmm. it's difficult it's
0: for people who 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 live there and people who I'll, I'll just I don't, I don't know how, yeah. how sad it must be to be over yeah. there and be like, yeah. I can literally thrive because everything, you you plant something here, it grows a hundred thousand times. But yeah. somehow there is thing in the area, hmm? on dirait dans atmosphere <laughs> that it <laughs> doesn't want me to grow. But it's honestly, I think like with the, I would like to say France-Afrique, but I will say world-Afrique, the relationships, I really do believe and I do really think that technology and New politics and diplomacy will kind of change. I learned something about Chad. I think a couple of days ago, and there is this word in diplomacy that I really, really dislike. It's called la puissance de tutelle. (gasps) Ah, voilà. And Mm I don't know. I don't even want to try to to explain that because it has that meaning in French. It's like basically when France doesn't want Chad to do something, it's like, baby, sit down. Don't you know?
1: it's yeah it's sitting but insulting like you can't handle yourself yet so we're gonna help you not help we're gonna babysit you until we you're, you're strong enough to start to learn how no to- we don't want you to be strong enough that's the thing we're gonna to yes it's, it's enough not to grow babysit you also stopping you from growing in a sense we want you to stay on the same level like forever like that i mean france politic with africa like all oh, african country is disgusting like if you truly read or like, just see the way—it's not hidden. That's, it's the, not funniest, that's the funny. That's the funny part. Like when people act so shocked and surprised, I'm like, why? <laughs> no, so because, no, because no, well, because what? Because I remember, I think it was in 2007 that. Il encore. Nicolas Sarkozy, he oh, one man, of his um, slogan back then was just well, "laver les les immigrés avec du quelque chose comme ça. Yeah, carrière. Yes, it's something like that. Even that time, I was like, "What?" It's, I was looking. So, like, this is not right. You can't say that. But you see, so many, you know, French was like, "Yes, yes, yes." So we moved to that, and then we on our on our yeah. franco land came with his own policy, and then we have Macron. Macron's like obsessively, obsidi power Africa. He's obsessed <laughs> with Africa. He's obsessed with Africans. Obsessed with you know everything that has to do with Africa, but France. So thinking, you have so much going on in france you know you you really need to use your time wisely because you want them to vote you in again for your second term but your your focus is back in africa why and they so like the way sometimes i go on twitter i just go on his twitter because i'm like i just need to read with this guy <laughs> and you're just like what are you saying what are you doing this so is that it, they, they don't hide it anymore they don't know Hide, hide no. the fact that they want Africa, especially the African countries that they've colonized, to remain that level and not to progress and to, just to be there, and it's like why?
0: it's it's the I think like my 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 father's an economist, and I remember asking some you know some questions here and there, and you get so like depressed after hearing some answers about the français CFA where you're like, attend, yes. attend, attend, attend yeah. The ministry, the French minister is telling, and then you get to see that. Maybe not everybody should be, is okay with that, but I don't care. I give mm. kudos to uh, Paul Kagame. He is able to be like, French ambassador, we give you 48 hours. You leave this country. <laughs> You'll come back when
1: you're more behaved. And then they did come back. They are the kind of people, they, I don't think they take no an answer. I think they generally... No, but they do think. use the
0: same diplomacy that they use in the West. And you get to see like, attend have you read some books about our own history? And that's the thing, because we might be criticizing us not knowing our history, but I'm like, you're literally going to study diplomacy at some point in your life. Mm. Senegalese people, Chad, I don't know. Gabon, Lord, Gabon. Do that have nothing to do with Kenya? I have nothing to do with Ethiopia? I don't know. Let me say Botswana, because I feel like it's the peaceful, most peaceful country, uh, African country. Can we start there? can yeah. we start like starting reading books about diplomacy how you talk to people because you get to see most of the uh, french ambassadors in, in africa and you're like good for yeah. macron he's changing some of the pr in because <laughs> i mean at <laughs> the time yeah. of sarkozy me, i was like oh no no way like, I,
1: I think people I, I, the thing is every time Macron does something or that people think like he so, is, oh my God, it's out there. Even my own, you know, French friends and I, I asked him, I was like, do you guys not remember Sarkozy? Because, because you <laughs> have to, because I was so young, but I truly, that guy, I was so scared of him. I was like, what is going on? Like, how can you? the things that he used to say and the support that he had, of that course. made me really scared of him. I was like, he was low key border borderline Trump because Trump the way he was saying it, he had manners it was like he had charisma he would say he was like you know but he wasn't insulting but in a sense he was also insulting <laughs> he was I mean? more insulting yeah. yes he knew how to use his verb correctly and he, you know things like but, that yeah but when when Macron do something and he was like oh my god I'm like I hoped for you when Sarkozy was in power. Like I hoped for you when he was going for his propaganda thing, because this man was literally, I don't know, it was just I, like
0: he got elected in May. I arrived in mm-hmm. uh, September, and I remember just being like, "Are we going to make it here? Because oh this yes. is this is not fun. This is not fun at all." So I get to see Macron. Uh, same like the people, we need Africa, and they know that we need. They need La Francophonie. Mm-hmm. They know they yeah. need like La yeah. diaspora and everything, and I'm like okay, at least you acknowledge that and it's less insulting than before, but the the, the mechanics and everything, you know, it's, politics is politics, you know, at yeah. the end of the day. But the fact that you can have some guts and be like, we're going to treat you like nothing. Francais, we're going to change it because it's so, it's like Facebook changing from Facebook to Meta. Are yeah. you like, sure, yeah. change. And then let us yeah. know. <laughs> change the yeah. algorithm and then oh, we'll talk. Bro. But you get to see how it's funny because all these things that i know obviously it's maybe tv that kind of sheds some light on some things but really getting into details it's reading gael I did with uh, uh, the the brindian genocide and you know randis brindian genocide you're like oh that's what it's like to write a book and alert les gens, you know to have this week of call to, to like oh decisions are happening yeah. in dc in paris in london they affect us big it's time.
1: affecting us 100 100 i think we've, we with with the thing is when there's something like Biafra War or what happened in Burundi or even Rwanda, if it's the genocide within the country, right? When you're just talking about it, because you're just talking about it, you don't you don't put faces, names, people into it, no one's gonna consider it being like such a massive thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of time people say like, oh, you happened ages ago, they won't even see the effects that he had on this 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 thing, this genocide had. Had on people until you start putting faces, you, you start putting a story, you start putting stories into it, you start putting family into it, children into it. I read the TPE and I, I finished it, and I was like, wow, okay, I know so much about the the the, the Rwanda genocide because it affected Congo and it still affected Congo as well, especially the east. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the Burundian side, I was clueless. Yeah, I knew that Burundi was affected, but to what extent? Honestly, God, I just felt like, oh, they're fine. They have peace there. This are fine. You know, I see mm. I see on the news I don't see much happening in Burundi that is very political, that is killing people. Where, where, whereas in places like Uganda, you know, Musevi and, and the stuff that he's doing there. I'm like, well, that's wrong because I know some of the stuff that he's trying to do is kind of like into Congo as well in a sense. Because I didn't know much about Burundi, I couldn't really see how what happened the world that happened could affect anyone whatsoever so I didn't have it so until like until we start putting faces and names and families into these genocides I think that's the best way to learn and so say that this this has happened you can't ignore it yes it's still affecting people until this day because yeah. you know we the result is that it's present for instance like with the yeah, for war do we still have families mourning their love and saying this happened I lost this many people the Rwanda genocide it's 94. happening what happened in yeah. Congo. is still continuing yeah. happening in Burundi. So it's, it's that. It's like we can't escape it. We live as much even if we try is here is We have technology. We have to accept it. We need to learn how to. I don't I don't want to say deal with it because you can never deal with something so tragic yeah. and so traumatizing as that. But in a sense, learn from that and
0: yeah.
1: try to leave Peacefully, even though this is, is such a myth, when it comes to Africa, like even you know, living peacefully is is like is a myth. It's literally a myth at the moment. It's a
0: great, it's a great Ethiopia that we can, you know, maybe try to reach. But uh, it is true that sometimes you yeah. like I, there's so many complications in different countries. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. <laughs> Somaliland, you're like, oh my good. Uh, let, mm-hmm. let me start somewhere where. But the good news, though, I think at this point when I get to see, for example, Burundi. You get to hear people complaining, talking about politics and this and this and that. And at some point, when you ask deep, deep questions, you feel like nobody has the answers because you know, everybody forgot about the real reason. You know, like mm-hmm. we were so tired. I am personally tired of seeing people angry that I'm like, OK, let me disconnect this. <laughs> but I remember uh, I saw I think there are two books, really, from Congolese girls by um, Nyamulenge
1: yeah i think i think i know i know one book that i've seen i haven't, I haven't actually had a chance to read it um, same thing
0: i think one is really from a uh, like congolese yeah, american yeah the other is she's um congolese canadian if i'm not mistaken mm. and i'm like see even those stories are coming up because we think we know the story of Banyamulenge. i can sit down and be like so from my understanding this and this and this and that for the mm. person who's in kinshasa i'll have to say when I go do my hair my goodness mm. I do amazing hair because it's done by <laughs> these people but having conversations with them I'm like I, I'm like no man I don't want to talk about politics today no no yeah. <laughs> let me you know, um because mm. we he gets angry not me I'm just sitting there I'm like you I'm not gonna say tootsies but like you guys you know, I'm like did you see me there you know what I mean <laughs> but the good thing is that People can complain, oh, that was not the, the right story. That was this not, you know. And just seeing those two girls, because I feel like they're young, really young girls. I'm like, there is hope because more and more will be able to think, I'm 33.
1: Mm. You,
0: you didn't live their lives. You know, I never lived in a refugee camp. I don't know what it's like. Mm. So tell yeah. me your story. Maybe some people will be okay. Some people will not be okay. You may read the Nobel Prize. You may not. It's okay. Get your story out there if you start doing so maybe our perception of the other
1: yeah will change in a sense yeah it is a long it, it's full it is a long way there's a lot of learning uh, and unlearning to do when yeah. it comes to the way i see it even now when you're reading things that has to do with genocide in any of the african you have to be so mindful reading and writing very very mindful if I'm reading something that is so personal as like genocide or that someone has gone through, I've never went through that. I can't really give my opinion on it. You know, it's almost like it's impossible for me to say, I like this book because it was like this. I can never, I, I've never been able to see it and not just, that, just to give an opinion when it comes to a memoir, like a biography, because it's like, that's someone else's life. How do mm. you review someone's life? You haven't mm. lived it, you know, it's impossible.
0: Before I let you go, I will need you to give me a couple of books that we need to read. And then yeah. I need to read some books, you know, biographies and stuff. So at some point, I'm like, f- fiction, be it African or not African. I'm like, this book <laughs> is my f- fiction. You know what I mean? Like, I keep watching yeah. friends, rewatching friends. Yeah. But then I think I told you three books really that shook me. There's Homegoing <laughs> from, yeah, Jesse, because yeah. I say it in a Ghanaian accent. Yes. May okay, I add?
1: yes is that me? is that that is the book i think you must is a debut oh. beautiful a beautiful written oh. nicely debut like every single time i have to recommend a good debut i feel like wow the writer the author is that and it's also because she did so much intense research she has to go oh. back to ghana to go through all the research and then I to mean. give us that beautiful masterpiece Um, oh my
0: goodness and I have to thank my friend Morgan Kincaid who is American
1: she's like yeah you should
0: read it I was like okay if I have to (laughs) and then I read it I was like my brain my heart my spirit this is
1: amazing I know it, it shows you like just how slavery just messed up so many things to me it was in lineage, in in the bloodline, I am so into bloodline. Like I want to know where I'm, my, my ancestry. So it that both ah. that really really did bother my souls. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, because I am honestly every time when I talk to my dad, I was like, oh, so you know, how was your granddad? He's like, okay, what yeah. Like- yeah okay. so i'm so into that um wow. and i don't like i don't like things that of disturb that i was like no don't do this, don't do this. so i yeah uh, that that's that's one great 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 oh book. yeah
0: as an african i thought i could understand the african-american but that book really told me that i will never understand no, them
1: it makes you feel wow and it this oh, is so sad because as much as now, you know, when African American they're going back on this, like, I'm going back to Ghana, I feel like, oh, you know, okay, come back, but well, I still, but still. So mm. now I understand, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, it's like, wow. it's even if you go back, you don't, you're not fully 100% Ghanaian, you could be 10% Ghanaian, 5% Senegalese, yeah. and the rest. So right. you're not truly going back to, to the unknown basically yeah. you're a child you're literally a child of African entire continent You can mean. claim every single part and that's the side to me not knowing where you're from not knowing yes. your true identity is is a lot because i like i said i'm a proud Congolese woman <laughs> I, literally i hold my I name mean. my family name yeah. my family but i know where i'm from i know who i am i know who my ancestors are so for people to not have even the, the slightly bit of idea to know where they're from is it's science it, it really is really really science. but that's a great book that is great, great book. Fa-
0: thanks for for saying that you you hold dear your name because i uh i wrote an article on medium about the power of a name because my yeah. name is Niamoya, my father's name and stuff there is this series this british series that Portrays something happening in Rwanda and it kind of mixes everything between Burundi, Congo, Rwanda—you know, everything in a mix, basically. And I was like, and then a friend of mine screenshots the, the the you know the, the series. I was like, Alex, there is this name. I'm like, I don't like where it's going. I don't want to get excited because not Netflix is not teaching me about Burundian history. And then I go along and, and I found out that basically that this, this guy was uh, a Burundian Hitler, basically under the name of Simon Yamoya.
1: Ooh, I'm like, that's I'm your not, last name.
0: Yeah. <gasps> and there are not so many Yamoya in politics. Yes. Say so yes. the least. There's, you know. And I'm like, I'm not liking that because it was linked to the to the rondin. It took me three years to really kind of see down and be like, don't get angry because Netflix really, for the person who did the research or tried to do the research, I was like, don't, you know, I don't joke with names. You know what I mean? Like I understand the the the, the fact that Americans can be like. I could be a Jones. I could be a, an Oshi, and I'm and I'm black, and I'm like Oshi. Oh, it's interesting, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, okay, uh, <laughs> It's okay. But for us, especially in East Africa, where like slavery was not from you know uh, didn't happen from that side of the world, Burundi was never, never. And when I say never, I'm so proud of that history that I can say I do not care how you guys take it. We never been there. But, you know,
1: mm-hmm. we had, this is the thing, East Africa, there, there wasn't like, obviously, the, the, the type of slavery that, that was coming from the West was central. But we Nova. had, yeah. what was his name?
0: Uh, Kamar- that- I mean, we do have, there's a slavery coming from the Middle East, right?
1: Yeah, the Middle East. But it was that guy who was the, the initiator. Was yeah,
0: Kamariza, that's how we call it, Home. I mean, in Burundi. There's this slave, yeah, like was- a mixed guy. Meets
1: yeah what's like was him. oh there's that Tipu tipo was it not Tipu there's another one oh. called tippo tipo is he was literally taken because he did this route from i don't know if he if perhaps maybe he went to burundi so but i I know if i did Tanzania yeah. and, and east of the entire east of kuma and he went to the eastern african and that's how they took the eastern absolutely. you know african into slavery but it was more middle eastern slash absolutely like, but then uh, again,
0: that's why I said, "Kamariza." So it must be the same slave, you know, yeah, it's, uh, warrior.
1: Same guy, because I, I think like everyone just have like different. Because I know we, yeah, call, I call him tipu Tipo. So that sounds like oh, uh, interesting, <laughs> Tippo But I, he yeah.
0: never uh, he never reached uh, Burundi because he got. Uh, he yeah, yeah. The king oh. stopped him, and it's one of the legacies when when you don't know,
1: you're like oh maybe we're a part of this. I'm like no 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 no. I don't know about around that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know that because I knew that he actually did he came through Congo and he, he used yeah. to do a lot of his different. There's also one story that he was taking Eastern Congolese that was speaking Swahili. He went to sell them to like the northern, the northern side of Congo. Basically, ah, went to, to the, to the okay. Portuguese, but they were so weak the Portuguese refused. The Portuguese said, No, we can't take them because, because they they're oh. so weak. So they stay there. And then now there's like a new tribe because they they were speaking in Swahili, you know. Our in uh, uncle is Muyomba in Swahili, Mm -hmm. basically. So people from that era they were calling them Muyomba, meaning uncle, uncle, because Mm -hmm. they're coming from the the eastern. So now the tribe is now called Bayombe. So Yombe, Yomba, said because of that. Uh, that, now my dad told me that story. I was like, oh my, this is my story. Uh, 40 people also reached Burundi. I, I didn't no. know you never reached Burundi. That's I mean,
0: I can mean. scream at the mic and be like, oh my goodness. Because
1: the funny no, no, thing that's, is that's 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 me learning something I've never you yeah.
0: learned that in like in primary school, literally, I think in second grade or third grade. Yeah. You're like, kamariza, kamariza. And you're like, man okay, okay. But it's when you started to read other stories, you're like, oh. you know, like there's this pride like sense yeah. of pride when you say, I mean, meet the Burundian somewhere in the world. We're not joking. It's like Ethiopians. So there's this one. And then there is the
1: one that I read last year, The Orchestra of
0: Minorities from Chingozi. Obi-Oma. That is
1: by Chingozi Obioma, isn't it? Right. Because the thing is, with our book of the month, we're reading his first debut novel, The Fisherman. I'm so I, like, literally, I have anxiety to finish this. <laughs> but do you know that one where you I have you. my own version of how I want the story to end? Mm. And gonna end the way i want it to end and <laughs> and i know it's gonna end another way that i know it's going to end which is stressing me out because i feel like i don't want this i really don't but thing that i did i went online i was like oh let me check him out no. I like, let me just check yeah. so i went through all different interviews and i was like oh my god this is annoying is me now but it's a great is 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 a good um debut Is four brothers and you know they went fishing you know, they started fishing after their dad went to this their dad got a new job in a different city. So mm-hmm. they left the home with their mom, the six of them, four brothers and and five five boys and one girl. They stayed at home with their mom and they just started trying to find something to do after school. They pick up fishing, went fishing. They met a madman who somehow have power to prophesize into people's lives and people start believing it. So he made a prophecy saying that the eldest brother will be killed by a fisherman, and then yeah. So the brother start acting out. Mm. So I'm I'm, I'm listening to the part where the brother start acting out because he's so scared of mm. the prophecy. We do once that. you start reading it, you can literally just see Chino Achebe's influence on, on this book. Like it's not, oh. not, not not so much so the writing, but it's just like the way he sounds. It's almost like oh, you were Chino's little student. We had two different books that we had uh-huh. to choose. So we did, I did a poll of they, they were all both from Nigerian authors anyway. They they all yeah. about a love story between a widow, a heavily widow, Muslim widow in her 50s. But yeah, there was oh, that wow. um But that's, this is all really was cool. so It just, it's good that you mentioned orchestra minority because it's oh, not
0: yet. I hope he'll come soon on parole. We're well, you blessing you, Chiguzi, because we need to be here. But the thing that I forget to tell you, to tell the listeners, is that you have... Books in French and English?
1: Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, Africa is bilingual, you know. Um, okay. Les livres en français et en anglais. Donc, du coup, voilà. uh, les fishermen, c'est uh, la tradition française c'est les pêcheurs. Right. So, what happened was, is at the end of each month, so it's going to be November, donc November, you'll have to have a big rencontre. Les vingt-et-un, ce sera pour les anglophones et les vingt-et-un pour, les, ah, pour les, cool. les francophones. OK. Et c'est, Même chose, même thème, même question. Ah, super. Just donate, just give everyone like the idea to come along and just chat about super. books. And That's one thing that my focus is really is as much as I want to provide books, I want it to be a bilingual book mm. club. virtual bilingual. Nice. I mean, if you're francophone, come in, there's books yeah, for you. Yeah. you un- uh, anglophone, come in, there's book for you. And we always tend to, yeah pick a book from each different part of the continent Mm. okay
0: so the next book for me is americana people should buy it but we need your advice we need to discover things we need you know what i mean you need to tell us guys november is coming read this
1: november is coming so November is in in a bookstagram community, we call it a nonfiction November. So because it's November non-fiction so is like, you know, um any start is not fiction, it's memoir, biography, something mm-hmm. that you think is quite intriguing. You want to read it. I don't know if there's an English version of it, but there's an there's a French version, dolly les coulisses. They de... oh actually, sorry, I've got it wrong. The title is Ballad on Sax on Saxo dans les coulisses de ma vie. That's actually... Okay. It's, yeah. big. It's, going to take, it's going to take quite a while. If there's some book that I could easily recommend, which is just kind of like in different parts of Africa, I'll start in Congo Boazaville. We have one author. It's, it's kind of like quite known. It's called, called Ale Mambaku. it has got like a bunch of different kind of books um, that he has. But one that I think is quite popular that a lot of people tend to read a lot. is called, the, Franc- the French version is Moses. Black <laughs> Moses, story. It's just basically about a, a, a little boy who's orphaned and living inside this orphanage. Different kind of events happen and it just goes from there. Um, it's mm. quite popular. It's quite easy to read. The translation is, is, is really good as well. It's, it's decent. Is it easier for you to
0: kind of enjoy, like, for example, Petit Pays, written in French, right? Mm. I will not try to read it like small country. No, no, no. Which one do you feel like you're connected to, like, the reader's mindset when he's writing in a language in English first the
1: weird thing is right is is this is so weird because it actually depends because sometimes I feel like a lot especially when it comes to French books written originally in French and have been translated into English I think it's a lot easier to translate something from English to French yes I don't know why I think it's easy because it makes so much sense if it's French to English there's so much that get lost into translation yes. where you get phrases does not make sense at all but what was the book yeah guys is home going the French was just home the French yes. v- the French version to me as like there's so much missing I was like oh this doesn't make sense like, you should be translating it like this so that's why I read it only in English and I, I asked for that this is just the part I was like yeah but but when it comes to that when when a book is written in French I just tend to read it in French But then if it's in English, I don't, I wouldn't mind reading an English book in French because I know the translation Mm. always makes sense because I feel like English languages, as much there's so many words, it's easy to translate into French, but French, you have like so many meanings for just one thing. So one little tiny word that you think might not make a difference will change the entire meaning of the entire paragraph, not even phrase the entire paragraphs. And you're like, oh my God.
0: But because for the
1: sake of Africa, I have to, you know, read both versions. So I'll be able to see, oh, yeah, (sighs) this makes sense. You have to read the books twice. Yeah. So basically what I do is (sighs) if I read a chapter in in English, I'll read another chapter in French. It's also because I truly want to get into translating myself. (sighs) um, I'm like, yeah, I have to be able to do that.
0: And it's I not your time. work, huh? it's not your day job because you go to school, huh? let me put let me yes, this out. so I
1: I go to school and I go to work full time. If I can really just give you a quick of what we do or what we, we tend to discuss in our book club, it's not all serious, it's literally <laughs> from as you are, you don't even have to finish all the book because a lot of people don't really finish book in time, which I understand, if it's a okay, big man. book, okay, mm. just come through, listen and I give you two sentences that say it there's also a chance for you to just network i, I know it's i hate i hate sure. saying networking because everything is like it's it's so scary it sounds so corporate but it's not it's networking is is literally you just making friends you never know where like where life's gonna lead you one day you never know you'll be like oh i know someone who lives like in in san francisco and i'm going to know in san francisco Oh my god i knew them from this place can we link up it's just like a a beginning of like a beautiful networking friendship kind of thing yeah. like knowing people now we live in a very social media ex world where everything you know people a lot of people that you make great connection with are people not even from your city your town your country yeah. but far away it that also a way to just know people outside your own little world in a sense get to see how other people actually think it's good to read a book by yourself and be like oh this is my opinion and that's say that's truly Mm. it that's not going to change once you hear another person give give an opinion on the same thing that you write, but completely different that it's just going to make you start thinking differently thinking outside the box thinking wow okay i didn't think of it like this but this actually makes sense better than why you know what i thought um it did so if you're someone like that then come for it i am so i like to think i'm very friendly friendly approachable
0: in as sense. long as you cook once i'm in manchester as long as you cook uh i'm
1: am, like you're friendly it's all I good have, i have already invited Alice. i said to alice if you come to the uk that weather is in scotland wales <sighs> just tell me i'll be like Listen, don't
0: say that because
1: come to manchester right now and i'll make you pundu because i know you like undue and then i'll take you My to heart. city stadium <laughs> My end. heart stopped with
0: Pundu, and then the rest and will And then talk. the rest, yeah.
1: That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's that. That's that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to come to our winning fight, oh, no to win right. City, because um, that's the only way. Because at the moment, United is not really doing. Is, is
0: Alex Ferguson, is Alex Ferguson rapping uh, City? I don't think so. Voilà. Well, did you not see Two his
1: face? Did you not see his face last? The last game, he was appalled. I, it was so hard. <laughs> it's like five zero. <laughs>
0: You know what? Exactly. I, I I put it on the 2021. You know, a year has been <laughs>
1: weird. It's okay. You know, 2021, for sure. It's okay. It's the definitely...
0: stock market is like this. Football is like I... that. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. But don't do that again. And we yes. need to be back in Champions League like for yeah. another 100 years. I'm not taking the, the UEFA. Oh, Lord. But hey, for those who don't follow sports, listen to Sportive. I'm just listen saying. To sait, <rire> Nathalie merci merci beaucoup c'est un plaisir c'est un plaisir de ouais. parler avec quelqu'un qui aime les bouquins mais quelqu'un qui qui, um, qui qui n'a pas envie de de montrer qu'elle en sait beaucoup alors qu'elle en sait beaucoup oh wow. qui, qui ne se la pète pas alors ah c'est rafraîchissant because que... Voilà, uh, uh. we know people are like ah, I've read them all and they're like sure Tristan is and the Bible I know everything else d'accord <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean but I feel like it's it's uh, it's that relationship that people because you really have an interesting following like on Instagram yeah on va pas mentir and I really yeah I really see us you teaching yes. us and really pointing us to the right things and, and I like to think that toi tu peux faire ça avec les livres uh, some will do so with artists, you know, painters and music. And, and I feel like yeah, des gens qui sont qualifiés, qui sont, you mm. know, des capacités aussi à, à réveiller chose en nous. And I really believe you are one of those. So, hey, with this Franklish, <laughs> they'll Merci. understand. Je t'en prie. <laughs> Je t'en prie. Thank you. Thank you so much. I honestly, like I told you this. I told you
1: this. This was meant to happen. Honestly, honestly. was meant. To happen. Uh, Just thank you for reaching out and thank you for inviting me. Uh, You're literally so great. Honestly, you're so great. You are uh, (laughs) Uh, Just continue uh, to do what you do, continue uh, continue uh, to do with the word. It's really something we all need it's a beginning it's something that we needed like our yeah. own little pride in like our own little corner and to the listeners you guys need to start listening to this because I'm missing out like how many podcasts do you have that has so much banter you, you go from football to both to politics and a food and, and music come on
0: i'm not gonna love. lie sometimes i don't remember which like some days i'm like what interview am i having today i don't yes. know what
1: is my name but <laughs> it, it always ends up really being it's, interesting yes. it's but, diversity it just shows you right. you're putting so much effort into this and i honestly it's gonna pay off and i mean right. it's already paying off because I, I love i love what you're doing and more yeah, and more see. people love it as well